0: I'm hoping the Big Ten has to modify their system for us.
1: <laughs> it's probably like getting Great ten sandpaper rubbed on your face every day.
2: I mean, we say it all the time. Whether you know, there's two types of turds: you're a sinker or you're a floater, but you're still a turd, right? I mean, um, we're we're we are about players and players playing the plays, and
1: not necessarily the plays.
0: Welcome to the Varsity Club Podcast. My name is Derek Peterson. Joining me this week, I have. Two people in our Omaha studio and one person via remote. Jacob Padilla is sitting right next to me. Jacob, how are you? I'm doing well, Derek. You got your Phoenix Sun shirt on? I do. Phoenix should have advanced to the second round. Probably (laughs) probably Phoenix should have just been the team that played the Lakers. Yeah, Uh,
1: uh, I think uh, Zach Lowe officially made that motion, so
0: I feel like that's what should happen. I I think he became your your favorite person in uh, NBA media last night. If he wasn't already, he probably should have been. He's already up there. He's not Greg's favorite person because Greg (laughs) thinks he's a Laker hater. Uh, probably reinforced that thought last night with his tweet on the Suns, but uh, either way, we won't we won't talk about Game 7, because uh, I'll go on a tangent about Billy Donovan letting Danilo Gallinari shoot the free throw instead of Chris Paul. That, that made that was, no sense. That was so bizarre. No sense. Gala was terrible. Um, joining us remotely, Brandon Vogel on Tennessee. Brandon, how are you?
2: I'm doing well. Uh, congratulations, Jacob, on, on having an Eastern Conference team now, too, in, in the Brooklyn Nets. That, uh, that'll be fun.
0: Yeah, that
1: was... Woke up to that this morning and that was just so incredibly out of the blue. Um Steve Nash, new head coach. I like I I didn't even Wait, what? Oh yeah, you missed this I missed this. Yeah. Uh Steve Nash is the new head coach of the Brooklyn Nets.
0: After we just both wrote that Ty Lu would make a great choice out there. Yes. Steve Nash is so. a is a good number two though. That's well, interesting.
1: Yeah, it's I see the thing is I I thought he would be a really good uh coach while he was playing, but it seemed like Just kind of the way his uh, life went after he retired. With the he was doing some of the skill training work with the Warriors, uh, but he had the the soccer broadcasting. Yeah, he was also doing some stuff with
0: TNT for Champions League football.
1: Yeah, so he it seemed like he was more than happy to just kind of immerse himself in the 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 soccer world and just kind of keep his toe in the door of uh, basketball. So I didn't it didn't seem like a head coach position is something that he really wanted to go after. So this coming out of nowhere there were no leaks about this him, him even being a candidate so i woke up this morning to a few different texts for <laughs> different people and just kind of wondering my reaction to it and um yeah it's it's gonna be weird um i i hope the best for him i think he's got a chance to be a really good coach um but that's a lot of pressure he's walking into good thing is he's, he's already got Kim duran on his side it seems like
0: and Kyrie Irving. Eh,
1: I i don't know what the the and relationship quite is uh, with those guys as much as, like, he's worked with Durant at Golden State, oh, so they already crazy. have that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, that a lot of sense. people are speculating
0: that's part of why he got the job, is Durant probably lobbied for him. Interesting. Brandon, since he is a Spurs fan, do you now become a, a Brooklyn Nets fan? Does that now become your NBA
2: team? Um, No, probably not. So, I do, I always did enjoy their decision to go with just black and white, but not enough teams are just black and white. I know it sounds boring, uh, in fact, it to be a metaphor for playing in understated but I, I appreciated that entry into it so i appreciate it from a, a visual perspective but no i'll just kind of float around and, and kind of continue to pull for the celtics um but mostly i'm a free agent
0: i mean with your musical tastes i'm surprised that their their uh, biggie themed city jerseys this year didn't didn't fully sway you to their side
2: <laughs> those those were good uh Bo- boston has yet to turn out a decent alternate so now now you're talking my language that might be enough to move me over to uh, move me from Boston to Brooklyn
0: Boston's green and gold one sucked this year It was not good because it looked like teal whenever the Ennis Cantor tweeted that terrible picture <laughs> or it wasn't tweet it was Instagram I think um, we are so off topic uh, I said we have I, I have two people joining me in studio usually um, Pat is producing but today we have Sasha producing for us which is a, a, a great time to give you the floor for a couple minutes Mm -hmm. you have a new podcast with aaron Sorensen.
2: yeah um mind your own podcast um we kind of came up with the name like because we wanted a riff on stick to sports um because we get told that frequently (laughs) being Mm -hmm. females and talking about sports of any kind and we've also talked about doing some form of a podcast for about four years so it's about time i guess
0: it was good the first episode it was good thanks have you guys listened to it yet? Either of you? I have not gotten the chance to not yet. It's good. I did.
2: I did. I did listen to it yesterday, and I I also really enjoyed it. Uh, I told Sasha and Aaron that separately, but I will do it publicly now. Um, <laughs> it was it was really a, a, a really fun listen. On you know these none of these topics are easy. It's not been an easy year for for anyone in almost all respects. Um, so it was a good free flowing real conversation about about what's going on. And I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. yeah. So if if people out there listening to this one haven't yet listened to theirs, uh, subscribe to it. It's on like everything, right? Yeah. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and on.
2: Anywhere that you can find a podcast, it'll be there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> subscribe to it. Uh, leave us a five star rating. Uh, you can now get like four different Hail Varsity podcasts on your phone. You can get. The Mind Your Own podcast with Sasha and Aaron. You can get Jay Moore's More To It podcast, which is really, really good. Um, you can get the Hale Varsity Radio Show, and you can also get this podcast that you're listening to now. So um, subscribe, leave us a, a five-star review if you listen to it. If you if you can, uh, we really appreciate it. It really helps out right now. Um, we are here today to talk about a little bit of breaking news. I wish I could like riff on uh, the Solid Verbals breaking news thing. We go, break. But my voice wouldn't be able to do it. Um, so, we have a little bit of breaking news that we can talk about, and then we're going to talk about Big Ten scheduling um, a, a little bit later on. So, we're recording this on a Thursday morning like normal. Wednesday, um, it came out that the Lancaster County Court uh, ordered the Big Ten to turn over some documents, which was interesting to say the least. Um, the eight Nebraska players that were suing the Big Ten, uh, they were seeking an injunction, um, hoping to invalidate the league's decision to postpone the season. They wanted documents um, that that revealed who voted to postpone the season. They wanted to know how uh, the various universities and, and various representatives on the Council of Presidents and Chancellors voted. What was interesting was um, they wanted a shortened discovery period. Usually it's 45 days and a judge granted it to him. They got 10 days of discovery in a court. It hasn't been thrown out yet, um, which I had somebody that I talked to for a story on uh midweek this week said that he expects it to get dismissed. Um, but the Big Ten now has to turn over documents related to numeric results of its August 11th vote, which I thought they already did. Yeah. <laughs> um, they volunt- I guess the, the wording so far is that they voluntarily disclosed that the vote was 11-3 but they're going to have to produce evidence that that's true. Like I get they cause they had a sworn affidavit from Northwestern's president who is also the chair of the yeah. council. But I guess that wasn't enough. Like, I don't understand all the legal jargon here. They're not going to have to turn over documents about their medical decision making, but they are going to have to turn over like who voted which way, which is weird. What do you guys think of this? I'm going to stop talking. What do you guys think of this <laughs> lawsuit so far? Like, are you surprised that this is still a thing? Do you think that this is, this is going to continue? Were you surprised that, at least initially, the judge ruled in favor of, of these players and said, yeah, the Big Ten's going to have to produce some stuff here?
2: I, I'm a little surprised that it continued on past Tuesday, essentially. Um, I mean, it got a result. <laughs> it, got, it got the Big Ten in a, in a roundabout way, in, I guess, a general way, to release the, the vote count, um, which, okay doesn't really change anything other than if you want to go uh, demonize the schools that you think were in the 11, um, now you can do that. And, and revealing more about the votes from there, I mean, what's, what's the point of that? It doesn't, it doesn't change the vote, like, if we know for sure. And, I mean, there's, there's been multiple reports. They all came out about the same time from, from multiple national reporters telling us that, yeah, it was Nebraska, Iowa, and Ohio State. Who were the three that voted to play? So, okay, we, if we can just make that official, then what happens? Like, it, I just, I, I don't understand. I mean, I understand kind of pulling this lever because it's the one that's available to you, and it has it has gotten some results. But I feel like it's almost gotten all of the results it's going to get. Um, I'm not a legal expert, but where do you go from here? I, I don't know what more there is really for the Big Ten to do.
1: Yeah, it, it just seems like they're doing everything they can to try to leverage the Big Ten into voting again, and they're trying to figure out, all right, who, who are the ones that voted to postpone the season and who are the, the people in there that we can convince that um, they need to change their vote? Um, that kind of seems to be what the ultimate goal is here is to find some way to play, and um, the only way they can do that is to get the presidents to reverse their decision. So it it just seems like that's kind of the angle they're going for here. I am like you. I was a little surprised it's gone on as long as it has, but I guess this is why you hire a professional attorney. And Mike Flood's done enough with the legalese to um, convince a court that hey, this is something that um that that the the Big Ten has to um go along with, and um they've got to explain they figured out how exactly to um convince a court. All right, so they th- this. Um, they they need to have this kind of information um, pre- presented to us to explain why. Um, so I I don't I don't know that they're they're going to get the the result they want. Um, but that seems to be kind of what they're going for is trying to leverage and find some way to convince the the Big Ten presidents who voted against the season at least enough of them to swing the other way and try to get them to vote again.
0: Well, what's interesting to me is like to Brandon's point, we already know who. Who voted
1: like, so it, it seems like they don't yeah way,
0: you know who voted but it seems like they're not the players aren't listening to or their attorney is telling them to ignore it not listening to or not hearing some of the public remarks that have come out like when when i hear minnesota president joan gables say i'm not sure there was an actual vote yeah or when i hear like penn state athletic director sandy barber say i don't know those schools it has been reported those schools did not vote to play football yes so would that not then look like those those leaders just trying to cover their tracks so that they do not upset their football coach or their players or their fans because or or their parents because as we have seen parents have been vocal when they've been upset it just kind of seems to me like and the big 10 through filings on monday called it a fishing expedition that's what it seems like to every yeah. set of objective eyes that looks at this thing. It is interesting to me that a judge is giving them the opportunity to continue, and and, and I don't think um, a judge saying, "Yeah, the Big Ten has to hand over like actual hard evidence that an eleven-three vote took place." I don't think that's necessarily proof that the players are going to win this case because I, in the the justification that um, Judge Susan Strong gave for for telling the Big Ten, hey, you have to give the stuff, was that they'd already voluntarily given this information, so putting it in a more formal process is fine because they've already given the information. I don't know. I don't really understand all of the, the legalese that's going on, but it does seem to me like this is not going to go on much longer because, to Brandon's point, I don't know what else you're going to get. You're not going to get, like, recordings of decision making for a private entity that players are not a part of and the guy that i talked to this week if they actually wanted to have a seat at the bargaining table this wasn't the way to go about it go about trying to set up a union for yourself so that you can collectively bargain for for wages hours and working conditions but i just don't know i don't know what else you're gonna get from this and for that reason, I'm kind of surprised that a judge is letting them continue.
1: Yeah, it, it seems almost like they they think there's a chance that they can catch the Big Ten in a gotcha moment um, from this fishing expedition. And like you said, it, it, um, kind of the public comments seem to us more like um, trying to cover their tracks. But um, to the people behind this lawsuit, it seems more like they're um, they' they're kind of seeing like, it a different way and they're like oh uh, they, they, they're still not believing necessarily the vote the validity of it and all that stuff they still maybe see ulterior motives in this decision and so I don't know if they're trying to catch the big Ten in, in a compromised position and force them to change their uh, decision that way My I question don't know if it's going gotcha out out moment that that's what,
0: like what are what are you expecting to find in some transcript or recording of conversations like they're really concerned about myocarditis like if if trump's name comes up one time suddenly that validates the conspiracy yeah. theories out there like what are we looking for as a gotcha I, I i don't know yeah
1: i i don't know either that's just kind of the best that's just something that i came up with um that it seems just based on what we've heard it seems I mean, like it maybe seems likely that yeah, that's, that's what that's, they're
0: looking for because there's enough conspiracy theories out there that yeah. the big 10 is doing is is politically motivated with this yeah. Brandon, do you have any thoughts before we move on to another topic?
2: Well, I mean, maybe this will get us there. You know, the timeline for this is, so it's not totally shocking that Nebraska is getting a little bit of a home court advantage here, literally in this case, yeah. um, with that. So yeah, and, and exercising the law is a, a, a ton of judgment calls, and, and that's why you have a impartial judge uh, to, to make those rulings. But okay, so 10 days from, from Tuesday, I'll put you into next week, like, at what like how close is the big Ten? And, and we don't know, but how close is the Big Ten to putting out their plan for return to play, which, if they put out a plan, I, I assume would have the tacit approval, uh, especially given how the first time it went down, would have the tacit approval of the Council of Presidents and Chancellors, uh, you, don't, you can't put out the like, okay, it's, it's November, 14th you know it's a compromise it's not not thanksgiving it's not october 10th but it's middle of november and and that's what we're aiming for if the council approves it you can't do that like you have to have that all squared away and locked up and i think that's a large source of the initial problem it's just the the lack of unity across the board from from the conference pac-12 didn't have that um you know it not only did the Pac-12 present a little bit of the evidence that they looked at, which which certainly helped, but you look at a program like Oregon, which is set up for a potential playoff run, has one of the best players in the country who may not may not play for them. You know, uh, Oregon's coach came out and said, we're on board with Pac-12. Like, the Big Ten didn't have that, and I think that's kind of the root issue here overall. So the lawsuit's going to go on for – a while, but at a certain point, the Big Ten is going to be ready to put out, okay, here's what's next. Um, and do we still keep talking about what had already happened? I, I don't know at that point.
0: Yeah, that's a good question because it seems like everything that has gone on outside of the league office, the, the the root goal of all of it has just been to apply pressure to the league office to either reverse their decision or push up their timeline for for starting a season.
2: And, and yeah, and that's that's a, a clear way to put it. Um, the time is very nearly elapsed to reverse the decision, but it does seem you know if if there's you know any truth to to some of the reports that have come out uh, about a potential false start, it seems to have been, seems to be working on the latter front. So
0: let's talk about the: will they play on October tenth? Will they play in Thanksgiving? Will they play next spring? Because that seems to be the latest in what has turned into a soap opera here is nobody really knows. Are we still focused on trying to have a spring winter season, a season that starts January 1st or whatever the date is in early January and runs through March? Are we trying to have a season that, that is spread out from January to April or something like that. And then you're running up against the NFL draft, or are we now trying to have a season in the fall? Like, It doesn't seem like anybody really knows. I think it's clear that coaches would like to play as early as possible, and coaches have been pushing all of the buttons this week to try to get that message out there. I think some of the anonymous sourcing that you saw earlier in this week was coaches trying to say, hey, let's apply some pressure to the Big Ten and try to get this process moving because, as everybody has noted, they are not involved in decision-making. Do you guys, either of you guys think, regardless of – when they start the season, does the Big Ten this time need all 14 schools to say this is what we're doing? As a, I know in their bylines they only need or bylaws they only need 60 percent, I think, of of league membership to vote yes or no. One way for it to pass. Do you guys think that they make a special exception for that this time if they try, if they come out and say, hey, we're going to start after Thanksgiving? So I think it's. November 28th is that Saturday we're gonna start November 28th do you think they will make a special exception and say we need all 14 schools to approve this before we go public
2: with it I, I don't know if the, yeah. I, I, I don't know if they would legislate it uh, specifically and you know kind of write in a one-time a one-time rule but typically yes yeah, I think they do um, because you know that it started 11 to three 11 schools saw too much risk to, you know, rightly or wrongly, however you feel about that, they thought too much risk to give it a shot and now all, all 11 of them are, are back on board? Like, you can't go out there and say, well, the vote just slipped. Eight people switched their vote. Because then you're, okay, who are the three that still think it's unsafe to play? And why are you proceeding if you think it's unsafe to play other than, well, there's been a ton of public pressure and the conference bylaws? At,
1: at this uh, same point, you I don't, like, I guess maybe if they get enough, they just don't announce the results of the vote again this time and just say, Oh, we reversed our decision. But if, if, uh, the bylaws are, you need 60% to say yes. And you get the say 60%, but not a hundred percent, you know, this lawsuit's going to start up again because these people are going to push back at them. Um, like saying, Oh, w- what, um, you, you didn't need, you us, uh, uh, support to cancel, but you needed it to start the season again. So that you can't really put yourself in that situation. You have to follow your bylaws. I think the important part, though, that even if you don't have the fourteen all voting, um, you've got to at least present the image of um, solidarity and of everybody being on the same page and understanding what's Which going. Is what forward. they wanted in the first place. Yeah.
0: Do you think if they flipped? If they reverse course, they had another vote and they got enough yes votes to move forward with the season. But they came out and once again did not reveal the actual vote count. Do you think people would still be upset that they didn't reveal the vote count? Or do you think people would be cool with it because they got the desired outcome?
1: I think there will be some people that will point out the hypocrisy of it, of the people suddenly being okay with not being fully transparent. But um, the the loudest ones right now, I think, will be okay with it because, like you said, they're getting what they want. So there will be some of it, um, some of that talk about it, uh, mostly from, I think, outsiders and from people that just don't think it's safe to play sports, period. But it definitely won't be the same kind of backlash that we got right now, I don't think, in terms of volume.
0: When is the best time to begin Uh, the season? Sorry, go ahead, Brandon. I didn't mean to cut you off.
2: um, That's okay. I was just going to, like this is an honest question because if I knew this information at any point, I've totally forgotten it. Does anyone, do we know what the PAC 12 vote is? Does, does anyone care? No, right.
1: no, nobody cares about the PAC 12.
2: Exactly. I mean, <laughs> and, 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 the question I have to keep coming back to is, 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 why? Like if we know the big 10 vote was contested, um, wouldn't it be interesting to know what the PAC 12 was? And, even more than that, um, which would just be kind of satisfying your my personal curiosity, I guess, is like, what's the debut that stops all of this from happening? Um, and, you know, we've kind of already talked about that, so no need to double down on it. But it's just, you think about it in the Pac-12 just sitting over there being like, ooh, another okay day for us because we're not the big tech
0: I mean, I think that the major distinction between the two, you pointed it out, like their best team, Oregon, came out and said, yeah, we're cool with this. They didn't have like, like, I guess what would USC be the Nebraska equivalent of that conference? Like they didn't have USC come out and make a big stink about, yo, we want to play. We're really disappointed in this.
1: And a lot of it too, I think is the geography of it and the, at the time of the vote, kind of the way the trends were going in regards to the, the, the COVID numbers. And it just seems like the the West Coast was in a pretty bad spot when they were going through the deliberation. And a lot of people in the Midwest feel like, oh, we're not as bad, even though we're seeing now the, the outbreaks in Iowa and other places like that. Can California
0: uh, schools use their facilities?
1: That's the other thing. Like, uh, you can't really have a football season with um, the California school system. Completely shut down. And I, I don't know where exactly they're at right now. I thought I read but, that
0: USC couldn't get into their facilities. Yeah. But then so. I also saw a story that they weren't, they had paused practices for COVID yeah. results. I don't really know. It's, but that's a good point.
1: But yeah, so I think that's part of it. Like uh, it, everybody's just like, okay, it's prob- it probably wasn't possible to have a season in the Pac-12 with the, um, the state of a lot of the Pac-12 states. Um, the Big Ten was different. You've, you've got a lot of schools like Nebraska that feel, oh, no, we can do this safely. Um, our numbers aren't that bad. Like l- Let's at least try it. So I think that's kind of uh, the big, uh, from that front at least, um, I think that's kind of the difference between the two conferences. And there, there are some other differences, but we
0: won't get into that. When do you guys think is a good time to start a what what would have been the fall 2020 season? Is it? October 10th, is it as early as possible so that you can get as many games in while the other conferences are still playing? It was Dan Patrick that said this week that the the date that he had previously reported, that October 10th date, would be the the last possible, the latest possible start for the Big Ten that would allow them to also participate in the college football playoff. So I guess that makes sense from that standpoint. There's also the Thanksgiving date that has been thrown out that would have them, I think, Either ending early January or playing like a conference championship in mid January or something like that, and then there's also the winter spring thing that we talked about initially. Whenever the decision came down that they were postponing, when do you guys think is the best time to start for the Big Ten? Brandon, you go first.
2: As I've thought about this a lot over the past week or so, I think I think a lot of it might come down to what is the playoff going like to do. Um, assuming there's there's still a playoff, assuming that the teams are the Schools and conferences that are going ahead right now uh, this fall are able to have mostly a season. Um, if the if the playoff is willing to wait, so Thanksgiving start date, Big Ten needs basically to the end of January about uh, to to finish. Maybe a little bit longer than that. Would the college football playoff wait to, to see if the Big Ten champion qualified? Probably not. Um, And if that's the case, because I don't think if if you're the big 10 and with everything that's going on, all of the blowback you've received for this decision um, to then be like, well, we moved up, but we didn't move up soon enough. So Ohio State, which may very well go 10 and 0 if they're able to play 10 games, uh, lost out on a shot at a national championship. Like that, that only adds insult to the injury that's already there. Uh, for just how this thing has been perceived. So I I think in that case, assuming the playoff doesn't move, you probably do have to try to go as early as possible. And if you start in early October, um, theoretically you should be able to wrap up by the end of the year, uh, depending on how many games you're going to try, and still at least give your teams a shot at at the ultimate prize.
1: I I think you either needed to start on time or at least slightly delayed or just scrap it entirely like I don't I don't understand um, all these different so either you felt strongly enough about that initial vote that it's not safe so then wait until next year or you should have gone ahead and given it a try like I just I think the Big Ten has just mishandled this completely start to finish and I, I, obviously it's not finished now but start to this point I don't think like if, if you're gonna go ahead with an October or a November start um then you should have started the along with everybody else like there's no like you said there's no reason like if you start late enough that you can't be part of the playoff like w- why so that, yeah
0: because under the previous schedule Nebraska would have played a game November 21st yeah and when they looked at it before it was they were not comfortable enough then to play a game November 21st but now they might be comfortable enough now to play a game November 28th. The thing that the, if the the really the only thing that has changed in a positive manner has been testing, right? Which hasn't even started yet. But if, if 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 your testing capability was the biggest hang up for you I still I just don't understand the thing that I just keep coming back to I don't understand canceling on August, what was it, 11th, instead of delaying. Yeah. The SEC, they start on the 26th of September, September 20-something-if, whatever the date, in like the 20s. They delayed. Yeah. They're starting later. They gave themselves that time because, one, they wanted to see what campuses were going to look like yes. when kids came back. The yep. Big Ten did not wait to see that, even though they touted all of their their – protocols and procedures that they had built and put into place I, j- I just like because you were operating under the assumption that at some point testing was going to get better and there were and maybe there were there were people that knew about the mba's saliva direct thing before it was public knowledge like before you or i knew about it maybe there were people that knew about the abbott labs five minute or five dollar 15 minute test before you or i knew about it I would assume those people would be on the Big Ten's medical advisory team, or at least the people that were on their team had access to stuff like that or had access to, or an ear where they could be like, they could, <laughs> hearing some of these rumors like, hey, maybe this is coming down the pipeline. It just, it, that's the thing that doesn't make sense to me because if testing was the only hangup, why did you postpone instead of just delaying? If now all of a sudden you can play because you feel good about where you're at from a testing standpoint, if if the United States government gives them part of that stockpile of of tests that they just bought up and you suddenly feel good, I just don't understand the decision to postpone instead of delaying before. And if that is not the hang up if testing was not the biggest hangup for them, if it was something else, if it was health, if it was the heart issue that they still don't seem to know a ton about, reversing now and saying we're going to play October 10th also does not make sense because then it signals that the only reason you are doing this is because enough people complained about it. So what you said initially on August 11th, where you said, we don't feel comfortable putting our student athletes in this environment, take away the, the, well, presidents and chancellors brought students back to campus argument because that's dumb. They were going to do that regardless. They were going to charge kids tuition and then send them home. They did not care about health. Just take that away. It, yeah. If you, go, if you sure. use the August 11th, we care about safety and we're worried about the environment that we're putting kids into, and that was your main reason for consternation, To say now, you know what, enough people complain we're going to do this October 10th, it just seems disingenuous and it seems like you're caving to public pressure. This is Tennessee, like going back on the Greg (laughs) Shiano hiring to an entirely new level.
1: 100%. I'm right with you with all of that.
2: Yeah. And and that's part of what makes me think that a post Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving weekend or later, Start is, is still the most likely um, because you do you know, avoid a little bit about of that. I mean, October tenth, the Big Ten could have if they'd waited, they could have delayed twice and been there. So, yeah. you know, it's supposed to supposed to play uh, this Saturday in, in Nebraska. Okay, we well, don't feel good about it. We're going to push back two weeks, so that puts you at September nineteenth. So now you're one week ahead of the SEC. Um, okay, still don't feel good. We're going to go back. We're going to wait three more weeks. And, I mean, people would have gotten annoyed with that, but it wouldn't have been anywhere close to, to what we're seeing now. Um, and, and it's tough for the athletes, too, to just be, like, eternally practiced. Um, I, I get that part of it. But, yeah, there's just so many ways here that the Big Ten could have made things easier on itself, even with the same decision. Um, or <laughs> that delayed that decision. And just bought some more time. And in retrospect, yeah, I think the one thing most people could agree on here is if you're in that room and you're one of those decision makers, you'd like a do over on it, but it's just, I don't know. It's, it's really tough. Uh, it's, it's not an easy decision to make. And all these, you know, presidents and chancellors, meanwhile, are also dealing with like every kind of conceivable challenge a college administrator has to deal with. At the same time, it's uh, it's not a great spot.
0: There are like no good options for them. They're, they're like picking from the least bad option, which is not an enviable spot to be in. To, to be
1: fair, um, I think the the pandemic put everybody in that position. There are no good choices right now for anybody involved with college, college uh, college in general, college athletics, but they back them in self, uh, themselves into a place where they only have even worse options, I think.
0: One thing that, one question that I had that popped up, Brandon, when you were talking about, like, would the playoff wait? You might run into a situation where you're considering having a college football playoff in the Super Bowl in the same month.
2: And I think that actually would be a problem. I don't know. That's just me speculating. Like, is is the NFL cool with having the Super Bowl first Sunday in February? Um, You know, that's usually the the big showstopper end to. To a year of football, mm-hmm. uh, except for now. <laughs> there's there's three more college football games that we still got to play. Um, I'm I'm guessing that would not be the NFL's first choice.
0: No, because if if that were the like under this hypothetical scenario, Ohio State's ten and zero, and they get in, then you can kind of write the the storyline of like the triumphant return of the the full college football. I, I don't know. That might be a yeah. I can't see the the NFL getting on board with that because it seems like the NFL hasn't been willing to move the NFL draft to accommodate like the Big Ten wanting to play uh, January to April. So lots of questions, lots of questions. I would like to see football though. <laughs>
2: we'll see. A, we'll, we'll see. A, we'll see a little bit this week. It won't be Big Ten football, but um, and we saw I mean, Middle Tennessee State could be a good game.
0: We saw last week too, and this is the thing that makes the conversation like so difficult to have is because last week we saw the first college football game. Central Arkansas played Austin PA and Central Arkansas has- Wait, PA? How do you just... P? I believe so, right? Oh, I have literally uh, my entire life said
2: PA. It's Austin P. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> this is a... Better uh, not cut
0: this part out. This is a... Uh, this is an Ajax-Ajax moment uh, that my brother and I have had. Um, cool. Constant... Mispronunciation of commonplace words. This might be why I love Schmidt and New Girl so much. I relate to him. Central Arkansas has tested their players twice since that game ended against Austin. I'm just going to say PA for the rest of my days. And they've had zero positives. Like I've talked to high school football teams that have played, and they've had zero positives. And so you also have, you have that side of it. So far, it worked, at least in games. But then you have... Auburn that has 16 players out with COVID tests, either testing positive or high-risk exposure, and they've had to cancel practices.
2: I'm interested in this SEC start date because the campus numbers in terms of cases, is South Carolina went over 1,000 this week. Alabama, I think, already was. Um, it, there's there's a lot, a lot there, and I, I don't know what you're going to do. Maybe the wheels are so far in motion at this point that they're just – not, not going to pull the brakes but it's uh, I'd say it's been worse in some of those spots than I think even most people would have expected
0: We obviously know that athletic directors and coaches are trying to push for the big Ten to make a decision as soon as possible Do you think though that presidents and chancellors are maybe trying to buy their time to see how big 12 games go or see how some of these other college football games go like we've we've seen one game but we haven't seen a number of games over a period of days like do you think that they're just trying to buy time to see? not necessarily hoping that everything fails, but just trying to see what happens and then that can influence their thinking. The
1: the problem with that, I would say, is um, you need to uh, factor in the the prep time to be able to get your season started. So you can't wait until you you get three weeks and then say, okay, we'll start working towards here. Like, if you want to be able to get it started, like, I think you would need to come up with a plan and at least let them start working towards the season while you... Evaluate and decide whether or not we're actually going to start on that day. The problem is now, like, can you do that? Say, like, all right, start getting ready for this day. It may not happen, but um, we're going to try after they've already done what they've done. Just the optics of that would be really bad.
2: Yeah, I think they almost have to pick their date based on whatever they feel comfortable with. And, you know, it's it's interesting to talk about kind of the the playoff implications and all that. But to some degree, by by postponing as early as they did, I feel like the big 10 kind of made its bed and now it has to be ready to, to play a potential spring season, to play a season where all that's at stake is the big 10 championship. And I I don't say that to minimize it. Like I can, I, I, I would be really into it. be like, whenever they're playing, like, all right, here's, here's big 10 football and they're just playing for the title. and That's all there is. Like I can, I can just pretend I'm in 1940 or whatever. And, and that, that'll be fine.
0: Scott Frost could claim another national championship. I know it wasn't like him initially that was like, Hey, we should do this at UCF, but still people will make that joke. That joke will be there.
2: I, I'm glad that we have a playoff and that we can, I'll, I'll, I'll settle on for the most part, unless you live in Orlando. Um, but I also like that, too. I kind of, I kind of like the contested, contested title error. I don't like the split title error, but I do like teams just coming out and saying, yeah, this one guy said, or this one computer system said, we were the best team. So, so we're taking that.
0: I'm it, okay with it. It is going to be interesting to see what happens with like end-of-year trophies. Will the Heisman trophies still get handed out at the same time? Like, When is Adrian Martinez going to have to go to New York City for this thing? <laughs> Are they going to wait until March for this? Or are we still going to hand it yeah, out thanks. in December? I mean, if they want to give it to Adrian Martinez before he plays the season, I mean, I'm fine with that. <laughs> but uh, well, th- some yeah. hard decisions are going to have to be made here.
2: Yeah, we need to settle, settle on the Heisman date, and then we need to make sure that Nebraska makes his trip to Rutgers so Adrian can play that morning, cement his Heisman status, and then just go to the uh, event that evening in New York, since he's right there. I mean, just... It's easier
1: for everyone. Plot twist. Noah Vedro throws for 500 yards and seven touchdowns
0: and steals his spot.
2: Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. Would Scott
0: Frost try to see if he would transfer back to Nebraska (laughs) at that point? (laughs) Try to do a Uh, mid-year transfer. I mean,
1: everybody's getting waivers, so it might work.
0: That's true. Might be able to come back. I'd like to apologize to Sasha. This has been one of the most, like, train wreck podcast that we've <laughs> produced so far. And so you have, I, I keep seeing you write stuff on this <laughs> yeah. sheet in front of you. And I feel like there's a number of things that you're going to have to go through and edit and post. And I think that there are going to be a number of things that like we've, we've been like, Oh my gosh, this is terrible that people aren't going <laughs> to hear. Uh, so I appreciate that. Um, feel free to leave in my mispronunciation. Yeah, no, that has to yeah, say, you can leave that in. That's yeah. great. Um, we will be back next week. I'm just going to wrap this up here because <laughs> I think we've talked long enough. I have made a fool of myself long enough. We didn't talk about spicy nugs, though. Maybe we could save that for another for another podcast. I don't agree with him calling boneless chicken wings trash. I like boneless chicken wings, but still. I'm glad that that was a, a, a highlight that we could have this week in a lot of lowlights. So thank you guys for joining the podcast. Thank you for coming on and enduring my stupidity. So that's always enjoyable. Thank you. Like I said in the in the beginning, subscribe to Jay Moore's More To It podcast. Subscribe to Sasha and Aaron's Mind Your Own podcast. Subscribe to the Hale Varsity radio show that you can get on iTunes. And always keep listening to this. We always appreciate you guys uh, continuing to listen to this. And just keep reading HaleVarsity.com. Um, we've got preps coverage coming up. We might have some Nebraska stuff. Fred Hoiberg was on Sports Nightly this week, so we'll have some basketball stuff coming from Jacob.
1: I, I uh, kind of put a lot of what he did into the
0: the recap last night.
1: so I didn't just get go to read listen that. to it. I yeah. was
0: in the carny, so I did not hear him.
1: Good stuff. but So go read my recap on HaleVarsity.com, and you'll learn everything that he had to say.
0: Yeah, read, read HaleVarsity.com. That's a good goal to have every single day is just wake up and read HaleVarsity.com.
1: Should be your homepage at this point. Yeah,
0: so we'll be back next week with another podcast. Thanks, guys.